This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all Oh, one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock. Skip it a bit. Bada be, bada bo, bada ba do, bada bo. Hello, and welcome along to a very aerial edition of the worst idea of all time with me, Tim Bass. And myself, Guy Montgomery. We are currently 11,277 of our metric meters. Above the God's ocean. That's right. That's our altitude right now. We are bearing down on Los Angeles at a rate of knots, but one hour and six minutes away from touching down in California. We're currently traveling almost a thousand kilometers an hour. Hard I don't to know believe. how many miles that is, but it's roughly 800. You I hear reckon? that gentle hum that we've layered beneath our bassy voice is? Yes. Why, that is the hum of an aeroplane. That is the hum of a giant metal bird. We're in a very big plane, too. It's one of them proper ones. So there are literally people eating breakfast all around us. Yep. It was a it was a full cooked breakfast for those of you who are curious. Tim was very suspicious about the eggs. Yeah, I'm not keen on eggs on a plane. I'm really not keen on them. It's just you can't. I think if you think you about any food on a plane long enough, like a sausage on a plane. Yeah. That is. A that, sausage on a plane is fine though. I mean, that, a sausage by definition is a, like a preserved meat, so that's okay to be out. No, that's in the wilderness too high for, for a while. cow. What? What is a cow doing in an airplane? What do you mean? It's crazy. It's predominantly like, pig, you, firstly. Okay, or a pig. No, but that's not my issue with the eggs. The eggs, eggs are a food that need to be like prepared and eaten quickly. Sausage, by its very nature, make it, eat it a month um, later. Like it all, it all throws me off. Fish, um, fish, fish in an airplane. Oh yeah, love it. That's no, that's weird, man. Fish you can keep for a bit, and I assume that they they just chuck a line down from. That's the That's right, they do from the cockpit. Yeah, I mean, because the thing, pilot's got nothing to do thing, these days. This thing's flying itself. Exactly, they get so bored. So all of the real commercial pilots have just become fishermen, a aerial pi- fishermen. A pilot is a bus driver with an ego. 
I know where the plane's going, buddy. I paid a lot of money. It's on. This going to be on your tombstone, mate. <laughs> Here lies Guy Montgomery, who once quipped, "A part as a bus driver with an ego." Yeah, <laughs> that's how you'll be remembered. Yeah, put it up right now. Hey, uh, we just watched Sex in the City two for the twenty tw- ninth time. time. One of the worst on this plane ride. It was really bad, really, really bad. Because I mean, Guy and I, even though we're back together for the first time in ages, didn't and feel like it. Hey. It's Can I to, take a moment to yeah. say it's great to have your company again, Little kiss. Lovely. Thank you so much for that. What a special gift. Um, Every kiss is a gift. It's Remember great that. to be with you. And uh, But it was like we were alone because we had our headphones in. We were watching separately on our laptops because I forgot to bring the headphone splitter. And, um, and it, it was very lonesome. It and was, everyone else was asleep on the plane. It was jet black. I mean, it's... And I'd had two Zopperclines. I was pretty tired myself. Had to wake myself up from a deep slumber for this movie. Tim kept waking me up going, shall we watch it now? And Guy would say, 30 minutes, mate. Give give me 30 minutes. Give me 30 minutes, mum. I'll make it to school on time. You you look like you're in a pretty blissful sleep, too. I am a very strong sleeper. Yeah, you're good at it. Any environment, I can sleep. Although Mm. I'm pretty confident because we've blown any chance of sleeping right through this flight that Mm. we're going to be... All tuck it out once we arrive in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Nevada. Little, little Timmy and Guy are going to be weeping the weariness from our eyes. Hey, we're going to take an opportunity to thank a few people who made this episode possible. The first... Michael uh, Patrick King. Michael Patrick King. It wouldn't exist without him. Obviously. So I want to say tip of the hat to you, Michael Patrick King. I'll take off a sweatshirt for you, Michael Patrick King. More specifically for our show and even more specifically for this episode, uh, a huge round of applause. I'd clap if I could in this plane uh, for... Yeah, do it, guy. Do a little round of applause for Karma Cola. Still on board, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Karma Cola, fantastic company. They were... Um, They've One of the first companies to go back into Sierra Leone after the whole Ebola unpleasantness, which is great. Yeah, and... Someone's got to kick that off. On a more personal note, after hearing I bathe in this stuff, they've sent me quite literally a vat of it. It's just a mix. It's a blend. Gingerella. Have, have you got in there it's, Yeah, yeah, I've gotten in there. How is it that's why. That's why I haven't got my back off this. That's why I've been flying shirtless. My back's sort of fused no. to the fabrics here. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable to him. I'm worried what's going to happen when this plane lands. That's the power of Karma Cola. I'm actually smuggling some Karma Cola into the States as we speak. That's true. I've got it in my um, my luggage, and I forgot to wrap it in any fashion, so, and it's where all my clothes are, so there's a very <laughs> good chance that I've just got two smashed bottles of cola which have stained all my clothes and made everything sticky. But I will be safe in the knowledge that the sticky brown mess that's ruined my clothes was 100% fair trade and organic. And well, with sugar, I mean, not high fructose corn syrup. You have very particular sort of specifications. Yeah, if I want to be ruined, I want to be ruined right. We'd also like to thank, uh, because in about two hours we'll be in one of them. You know them, you love them. They make their RVs out of oranges. It's juicy, ladies and gentlemen. God damn it, we had such a good time in our juicy last time. I've got such fond memories That's of right, rocking that around. That's right, we went, we clawed our way back. I we was s- blown away by that vehicle last time, because Dodge <laughs> make them over here in the States. We've got different ones in New Zealand. They're okay, but they're not quite as good. And we were, we the were ones rock- here in America are amazing. We were rocking that thing around Los Angles in February. We were sleeping up top in the pop-out penthouse. We were caning it. Without a care in the world. You Save were- for when the park ranger at Joshua Tree came and said, you're not allowed to sleep here. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, that's, that's right. supposedly, that is 
that is a Calif- Californian winter. You guys, yeah, got, you guys got, no, you got no idea. You've got no goddamn idea. I thought it was called California, guys. What's up it's with called, the... It's called California. Some, some, yeah, really good weather. Juicy would like me to remind you um, that California doesn't really have winters, so there's never a bad time to jump in one of their awesome campers and, and go right. visit a national park or something, you know? And that will do. you got a beautiful country. Juicy. Juicy travel. Thank you for that word from our sponsors. Hey, guy. And now we, we wade into the very messy business. So this watch, I really sympathized with Charlotte, and I just couldn't help but feel oh, the nope. entire movie nope. that Charlotte has been really fucked on. Nope. Because she didn't even want to come on the trip in the first place. That's she got true. bullied into it by the rest of the girls. She was the one who quite rightly was like, listen, I've got two young children at home. We're not... 26 anymore we can't just go gallivanting around it's, it's tricky it's tricky when she makes that pitch to Samantha because Samantha has no consideration for other people other people's children are mere inc- they're not actual humans they're just yeah. an inconvenience in the life of Samantha Jones yeah like with that great line I thought it was just going to be the four of us when Charlotte turns up with her kids yeah. so brutal every time I hear that I crack up just at the ruthlessness of that line and then when funny. she's pitching to Charlotte to come to the Middle East she's like I go to children's birthday parties for you yeah. Whoa. That's, that's, um, no one wants you this, man. You just get drunk. It's not a correct comparison. It's not the same. Uh, so you get drunk anyway, and hit on the sort of pubescent 12 year olds. At the party? Yeah. So do you reckon Samantha's got a little touch of the pedophilia? No. Look, nothing happens. I'm just saying. Oh, right. She sort of, her moral compass goes askew. Oh, okay. She's worrying the boys. Like yeah. how you worry the chickens. You don't worry the. We've had yeah. this conversation before, haven't you we? You know how you worry the chickens? You don't worry the chickens. She's worrying the boys. Um, they don't have the capacity to worry. So, look, Charlotte Tiny gets dragged along brains. on this trip, and then Carrie just proceeds to take every opportunity to, to shoot her from a great height. So she very rightly questions the whole uh, strange marriage arrangement that her and Mr. Yeah, Big have yeah, proposed, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I'm sure has come straight from Mr. Big's big book of ideas. That is classic him. He just rocks in there with an empty coffee cup, sipping away like there's liquid in there. He goes, hey, Carrie, I've got an idea. I just got this out of my book. What if we aren't married for two days out of every seven? Terrible idea. And Charlotte rightly kicks the tires on that one to to see what it's all about. Yeah. And Carrie goes on the attack instantly. That has always irked me. Like, because Big Big makes his pitch, and it's it's a tough sell. It's tough to get across the line, and he does well enough yeah. that Carrie will, on the proviso that it's only temporary, and then she can pull the plug at any yeah, time. Yeah. She says yes, and then so when they're flying, not unlike we are right now, only they're at a bar and they've got leg room, and they don't have half-eaten eggs sitting in front of them. <laughs> Although they must have at some point. I don't know. They probably didn't eat eggs anyway. Um, they uh, Carrie pitches it back to the gals, and she's just—it's like a bad rehashed version of what Big sold her that morning yeah and but Char- she doesn't and, and, have as great yeah, salesman yeah that's acumen. right but, and Carrie passes it off as her words yeah right and then because when they're at that meal when mm. Carrie gets really upset when she gets the bad review in the New Yorker and goes storming off yeah and Charlotte's like and Carrie's like oh well I you know I got a bad review and Big wants two days off a week and yeah. Charlotte says I it's, thought you both want two days off a week which is what she said yeah she said we are talking about this idea that's and then right. she, she bites her head off then also, Charlotte, in that scene that you just mentioned, Charlotte's like, aren't we going on a spa day? And Carrie's all of a sudden like, oh, I don't feel like it. 
Kerry's shitting on Charlotte Edward, and, and, and obviously the biggest example, which we've talked about time and time again, ruthless when she's getting in the elevator to go visit yeah. her ex-boyfriend who she's about to go cheat on her husband with, and Charlotte quite rightly says, you're playing with fire. And we know that Charlotte's in a fragile place. We know that she's worried about the big-tittied Irish nanny and what Runkle's going to do to the, those breasts. And the old Runkle Crunkle. God knows what he's capable of. And yet, in spite of that, instead of being a friend, placating her, Carrie throws it in her yeah. face and says, oh, more, everyone's more cheating. More gasoline on the fire. Everyone's cheating because your marriage is in trouble. <laughs> what a bitch. Yeah, well, and then... And I'm going to say, I'll be the first to say it. I won't be afraid to say it, guy. Carrie Bradshaw's a bitch. Look, it's not going to say things that can't be unsaid, Tim. But then, so then when Carrie... Put that on my tombstone. Coming, coming to... I will. You've got the bloody pilot I feel like bus driver with letting, an ego, and I've got Carrie Bradshaw as a bitch. <laughs> when people reflect on our lives, I feel like right now, yeah. as it stands, we're going to let the Sex in the City 2 period colour their memory of us way too strong. You think it's a bit reductive? Well, I think there will be more to you by your after your untimely demise, there will be more to you than going on the record of saying you think Carrie Bradshaw is a bitch. Sorry, fair enough. Um, some in-flight helmets. But what I was going to say is, yes. so Carrie's sort of coming to terms. She's she calls Aiden about cheating, and then she's talking to. She calls Mr. Big, you mean? Yeah, she doesn't yeah. call Aiden. Well, she probably does in secret. <laughs> um, and then she's going to and she's going to Charlotte. I've been. I was running around New York. I just hope my past isn't screwed up my future, which doesn't make any sense because it's not your past. It's you. It's you in the present day making bad decisions. Yeah, it's you cheating on your husband. But so she sees all this stuff. She like goes on this big rant. Carry, carry, carry. It's all about carry, 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 carry. And then she goes, oh yeah. And by the way, yeah, I'm sorry. I was a real uh, piece of work vis-a-vis me telling you that your husband's going to cheat on you. It's a complete split second aside to it's yeah. like myriad whining problems about yourself and she's like oh yeah and sorry about what I said about yeah. your marriage and having not seen the show you've got to wonder whether or not um, that that's where is this that's the dynamic where, well that's where the heart no that's what that's why the movie has no heart is because they've all grown apart and they've become more self-centered accordingly and therefore the friendship is just a friendship out of not convenience but like you know you've probably got friends like this friends who you became very close to them at a very form, like formative part of your life over, what, like, say, a 10-year span when you were maybe 10 to 20. And now, the, I mean, you never, like, you've got nothing in common with them anymore. You would, if you'd met them. If you you can name them, Guy. We can, if you didn't we know can, them. We can get through And this. you met them. Who are you talking about? Who's this person in your life? What not, do you want I'm to say to them? Any, this is nothing, this, this isn't personal. But at least just say, let's say they're here. Like, what would, it sounds pretty specific. What do you want to say to this person? Let's not go on a holiday to Abu Dhabi. Let's be honest with ourselves and realize we're not that good of friends anymore. Just get on with our lives. Okay, now I'm confused because I, I feel like you might be talking to me. <laughs> you might be talking to this friend who you used no, to no, have who isn't here. Or I'm you s- might be the girls talking to the other girls. I'm the girls talking to the other girls. You don't okay. need to worry. But So what I, what I think has happened is this friendship, if they met now they wouldn't strike up a friendship. The only reason they're friends is because of the period of time they've spent together previously. Yeah. And you can't just back out of that friendship. But also, you can't forget those formative years and those beautiful relationship moments that we got to witness, which we didn't witness in the TV show, you know? Yeah. So many memories together, so much heartbreak, so much trials and tribulations, and the girls supporting each other. That's true. It's a beautiful thing. 
that actually, binds people. The, the TV show, there was actually an option on the uh, on the in-flight entertainment. I watched one of them. Oh, really? And it had um, both uh, Tate was featured. And by the way, I'm so sorry to close the book on this, but Tate Gate doesn't even exist because Tate is mentioned as one of Aiden's three sons. You're not closing the book on that. If you, if you the missed w- the episode, there was an episode where I got uh, I read something online that said uh, there was... One of Aiden's son was Tate, the eldest, was mentioned in the TV show and then completely ignored in the movie. But he's not ignored. He's in the mix. I think what happened is they listened to that episode. Yeah. They being the Sex in the City 2 overlords. Yeah. They're like, oh, that is a glaring plot hole. And they've gone and they've, when we're sleeping or whatever, they've changed the edit on our... On our versions that we've got. On our, yeah, on our versions. Shit. It's terrifying. So I'm going to say the week that you called out Tate Gate, yeah. Tate wasn't in the movie. Suddenly, Whoa. questions have to be asked him. This is like that Berenstain's Bears thing. Have you read about that? No. Be- so I can't remember which way around it goes, but Berenstain's Bears is spelt a particular way, like Berenstein's Bears, Berenstain's Bears, whatever. Everyone remembers it one particular way, but the way that 90% of the population remember it being spelt is incorrect. It's spelt the other way. And it has spawned a uh, very popular internet theory that it is proof of some interdimensional fuckery where someone's messed like with, our, with our reality. That's fun. Yeah. It is fun. It's fun to indulge these things. Uh, but also, to rebut your original point that you were sympathising with Charlotte, yeah. yes, she gets a hard time from Carrie. To a lesser extent, the other gals. No, Miranda's actually... Miranda's kind of the glue, really. She is in a weird way. Miranda, Who would have thought that Professor Oak would be some sort of saviour in this group? Well, like, she's the one when... Um, although she's all over the shop, because when Carrie says she's going out for a meal with Aiden, yeah. and Charlotte's like, I don't think you should do that. You're going to cheat on your husband. And Miranda's just nodding, like, yeah, yeah of course you're Mar- going to go out. Miranda <laughs> is on board with everything that's said, though, because originally she's like... Yeah, Carrie's like, I'm going, I, I'm dressed as a hot piece and I'm going for a meal with me ex. Miranda's on board. And then when Charlotte's like, I think you're playing with fire. Miranda, also on board with that. <laughs> Just whatever idea you present in front of her, she's on board with. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I can be quite a big, I mean, I go through a whole, I run through the whole gambit of emotions in a watch, but I can be quite a big Miranda fan at times. You want to know what's weird, which I haven't noticed yet, but if... Miranda is Professor Oak. That then makes Brady the Rat King. Ash Kitchen. Oh, Gary. Yeah. Ash would be, I imagine, Carrie's son that was never born. I see. Maybe Ash is the surrogate baby that those that weird oh, Mormon couple are going to... They really got to me this week. That guy, everything is a competition with that guy. Oh, my God. Everything. This couple that just emerges out of nowhere at the gay wedding at the start of the movie and then just vomit information onto Big and Carrie and then, and then get all outraged like they have any right to when they start offering information back, which is contrary to how they're living their lives. Yeah, like, it's disgusting. We're expecting a baby, and get this, the due date is our anniversary. Yeah. No, nobody cares, buddy. And, he's, and he totally, he almost puts his arms out like, what do you got for that? He float, he floats it out there like it's this gold gilded balloon. Real fuckwit. Real piece of work, that guy. I really, I don't like that woman either. She says, um, pardon me, one too many times in the film. Yeah. I, think I mentioned this to you before, but they needed to edit one of those out. 
Look, she says it one too no, because they times. want they wanted them to be grating. Anyway, what I was going to say. Meet someone like for the first time. Would you want to hear about their surrogate child they're having and shit? Like no, but there's this level of familiarity between them because she's such a big fan of Carrie's work. It's there's false. A, there's a there's a faux, but there's a it's a faux but real sense of intimacy. It's faux because it's only one-sided. Carrie and Big have never experienced these people before. This woman may have followed Carrie's writing to the letter for many years, but Carrie's never heard of this crazy yeah. broad. It's also faux because that was on the, that's what they're serving, is a sort of a brothy noodle dish at the wedding, which we never really talk about. So it does sound, it sort of juts out against the rest of the... I mean, I don't know. Looks like a great, great spread. I haven't um, paid enough attention to the food at the gay wedding, as I'm sure they would love me to call it. They're all just drinking Moet. They're the only people who paid. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Enough money. I'm so glad you pronounced the T. What I was going to say, though, is Charlotte... While I understand you sympathising with her and she does get a hard time from the girls, also brings it upon herself somewhat. I just can't get past, like, it just looks impossible to have a conversation with her. Mm. Have you watched Archer? Yes. You know when Archer keeps speaking, on, he, he's on the pirate island and he keeps speaking idioms and they can't understand idioms? Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Kills me. Uh, Squeeb up. Yeah. So... My shining light? Yes. Off mic, a yell in the middle of the girls' karaoke. Someone goes, you're doing great, girls. Really? Or something like that, yeah. Never, ever heard Sounding that. great, ladies. Some sort of in variation. In the middle of the song, like in one of the instrumental bits? Yeah, in like a in, a, in a small singing break. Awesome. Um, did you want to elaborate on that, or was that to you? <laughs> for this? <laughs> no more. My shining light is Kevin. Kevin is um, the young rookie lawyer who's coming up under Miranda who I uh, <laughs> love that Tom, boardroom I love that boardroom scene because I love Tom so much but Tom's already Tom been my shining light bad guy yeah but I like his moxie and I just I like his attitude and his approach you like his old school misogyny he reminds me of um, have you have you heard of this guy Chris Christie he's a governor in the states of New Jersey 
He's running for president. He's been dogged by a lot of controversy, but he just it doesn't let him slow him down. Not an iota. Uh, and he just continues gunning for it. He reminds me a lot of him. Um, well, do you, but anyway, do you, but this isn't about Tom. This is about Kevin. Kevin's the guy who, I, he seems to be like a junior in the firm um, under Miranda. And uh, he's presenting some of the bits from the cat. There's something on my tongue. Weird. Yeah, it's shit. Is it? Did you put shit on my tongue? Weird thing to do while I was sleeping. Um, he's kind of presenting parts of the case to Tom and about how great they're doing. And then Miranda chimes in and says, yeah, it's a total win-win, Tom. Da-da-da-da. Tom stops it dead with his hand that he puts out. And then he says, I want Kevin to take this case. And I'm like, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, and, and in, in fairness to Kevin, Kevin does also say he, credit, he, yeah, he credits Miranda with doing all the work that yeah. she'd done. Yeah, that's um, why he's good. He's like a good version of Tom because he gives credit where credit's due, but he's still, I reckon he's got a forthright and confident attitude, and I think he's going to be a great lawyer one day, far know. better than Professor Roke. No, you're... Uh-oh. Bless you. Thank you. Sneezes sneeze, on the plane. A bit of a sneeze here at Altitude. I never, li- I never like hearing other people sneeze or cough on a plane. I don't know where all the germs are going. They just get recirculated huge, huge in the air. germ tube. <laughs> they don't go anywhere. They just get spread around. Yeah, that's right. It's disgusting when you really start to think about what, it. What have you felt about the flying experience today? What have I felt about it? Yeah, have you been impressed? Uh, I have been, yeah, absolutely. Considering that, and to tie it back to the movie, even though I know you're trying to shake us loose of it, the biggest stakes end up being in Sex in the City 2, the biggest stakes. So in every movie, there's what's called a time bomb, which is like something's got to happen within a certain amount of time or something terrible will happen. The time bomb in Sex in the City 2 is that they have to fly economy class on a 13-hour flight. Guess what? We're at the tail end of a 13-hour economy flight. I couldn't be happier, except the, for the movie. Right. The movie the, was far and away the worst part. For those of you keeping score at home, the worst part about flying 13 hours in coach as Samantha Jones, like, deridedly, I don't know if that's a word, puts it, is uh, is if you have to watch Sex in the City 2. Yeah, so eat that. As it, as it stands, it is a joy. The rest of it's great. You just pop, you know, a, pop a few zoppies, have is, a beer, have a wine. It is crazy how Meals good they've got around. flying down now. We got... They like, just keep giving us ice creams on the way here. Me they, and Guy. They were like, would you like another ice they cream? They had too many like, no, chalk bars. Gonna... They couldn't get rid of all the chalk bars. It's insane. You get so a computer good. with like all the best entertainment. I finished watching the Jinx. Not to mention the fact that we are in a giant flying metal bird. That we shouldn't be here. We shouldn't. We should be in a boat sitting next to a stranger for four months. 11 kilometers in the this air. Like, I take issue <laughs> with, you know, when you go somewhere... And this is what Excuse people me. say if you're from New Zealand. They go, um, oh, I'd love to get down there. It's just so far. It's not. So, oh, is it? Because I woke up there this morning and now yeah. I'm in your <laughs> shitty country. So welcome. welcome we are 396 all. kilometers from Santa Barbara, everybody. Man, you didn't take the bait last time, but um, what I want to say to you is squeeze up. That's right. As always, 
uh, a, re- a regular feature here on the Worst Area of All Time in which we speculate as to the diabolical or maybe do-gooding plans of one coffee-drinking maverick. Um, so I'd sort of put this to you. I, I, I met in, when I was in... I don't know. When I was in Sydney, I met... Show off. You were just in Sydney too. Yeah, I know. You were in Thailand. Yeah, that's true. Show off. You don't hear me banging on about it. Anyway, I do. Off mic. That's all you talk about. Um, I met a lovely lady by the name of Catherine from Canberra. Catherine from Canberra sounds made up because whenever you alliterate the first name and the place... You're invented. I didn't name this person. I didn't choose in which city she lived. Well, she should move to Perth. Change your name to... Catherine from Perth. Penelope. Anyway, so Penelope from Perth. Yeah. Uh, hit me with... And I do feel it's important to accredit her. And I, I do quite like this theory. Oh, we're just having oh, our... we're getting the um, this rubbish. Is great. We're the just getting our... Thank, Thank you. you. We're recording oh, we're a podcast. We're recording a podcast. Yeah, it's fun. Yes. What? What's your name? Uh, he doesn't want to talk. <laughs> uh, we've got a very lovely attendant. The lovely, uh, the most lovely steward. Yeah. He's been giving me water all night. Truly. Oh, this is the day. Very I remember. generous with the hydration. Very yeah. Generous indeed. You can't get rid of all this water. We're carrying a lot of water on this plane. Um, that's about probably one, the best. One thousand liters. He's like, you've got to drink more How water, man. We're going down. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> change the weight just because it's in your body. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you want me to do with it? Flush it down the toilet. I didn't back it. How scary. He keeps bringing out cups of How water. How scary are uh, aeroplane uh, toilets? These ones don't have the real scary ones, but the one I was in coming back from Thailand, man, they were one of those ones that just periodically would do the suction thing. Yeah. I heard a story once, I think it was an urban legend, I don't know if it was true, about um, a woman who uh, got a prolapse anus, kind of like caught one of those, oh. yeah, <laughs> one of those those suction toilets and no. it like sucked her in its out. No. I think it was true, guy. Oh, I God. think it really happened to someone. That is a phenomenal urban So I, like, I had to kind of like hover just above so that there was no way I could create an, a, an airtight seal. I was too scared. <laughs> That's just horrible. Um, anyway, sorry, coffee so, guy, you were saying? Yeah, so uh, Angela from Adelaide. I met her after the show. No, Catherine from Canberra. Let's yeah, look, be accurate. Let's look, credit, credit where credit's due. Mary from Melbourne. Yeah. And she said... She said to me, "You've got now. You've got to meet my friend Caitlin from Cairns, who is a sweet angel, or Delia from Darwin. Anyway, she's a big alliteration fan. This lady, Tiffany from Tasmania. That's right. Or it's actually more accurately Harriet from Hobart. All right. Yeah. People don't identify with the whole state, territory, whatever you call it in Australia. Uh, she put it to me, and I thought it was so good. I I I couldn't help but want to share it with everyone. That coffee guy. Um, what's happened is there has been." So uh, 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 you don't need to worry about the detail of how it's but a Freaky Friday type scenario. So a body a, swap. A body swap between Coffee Guy and Samantha Jones, PR agent extraordinaire. Oh, I'm going to botch this. I can't remember it vividly enough. But pretty much, so what's what's happened is it's it's it could have either happened a long, long time ago or recently. Personally, I opt for recently and... While Samantha Jones is devastated by the swap, the coffee guy is stoked. He's just, he's jazzed. He's got, you know, he's, he hasn't been enjoying his life, whatever. He's got a whole new life, a whole new group of friends, yeah. a whole new spectrum of 
like opportunity and responsibility. So he gets to hang out with the gals. He's got he's this hang- great new job yeah. in PR. Like, that's right. He's leading an, an exciting that's new right. life in NYC. And that's the, that's the first thing you notice happening is he is torpedoing this PR company. Why do you think it's <laughs> yeah, all going yeah. down the tubes? Yeah. This guy's been working in middle management his whole life. That got me. That like Carrie's got a book that's just come out, and I know she writes books fairly often, but still, I feel like Samantha should kind of be all hands on deck, not immediately pursuing a trip overseas. That's, that's exactly right. And so, um, what what's happening is, you know, I don't quite know how he's managed to absorb and embody the spirit of Samantha so brilliantly but he has and it's, it's it's gone by unnoticed by all the gals and so Samantha Jones who's just plodding around in this middle aged guy's body miserable and like oh how can I overcome this is following the gals around I so love pretty that. surreptitiously yeah and goes along so he follows them to the coffee shop parks up behind them here's what coffee guy in Samantha Jones body is plotting yeah re um a, trip away you know like a trip to ww and just is slamming coffee and is so just a little cabin announcement <laughs> from the pilot there oh he's just saying we're coming in i better put the tray table up um he's telling us about the weather we'll figure it out mate yeah we're gonna cool. be out there pretty so. sure it's 30 degrees all the time in california <laughs> pretty sure it's 30 degrees and sunny anyway so so devastated yeah uh is samantha jones by the discovery that Coffee guy and Samantha Jones' body is taking the gals on trip over there. Just has the coffee and storm can't even handle it anymore yeah. and just storms out. And then this is further supported by, and this is evidence I noticed today. Uh, when Samantha Jones hands over her passport, which is getting in big trouble in Abu Dhabi, there's a photo of it, and the photo of it is of like a regular middle aged dude in her passport. Because you can't, like, you can change bodies, but you can't change passports. Do you think that there's some weird, like, black magic element? where it's kind of almost similar to the force where people see the passport which is actually accurate but the bodies have been swapped but they kind of they just they look at it and they're like oh, yep that's fine yeah we, we understand Mr. Jones I think oh shit a lot, Jones Mr. Smith a lot of people are in the um, a lot of a lot of people who work in border control and on uh, passport detail used to work as bodyguards and so a lot of the time they'll only check the age ah, and they'll right. verify that someone's over 18 they won't even look at the picture or the name that's why when you go through airport security, they often go, what's your star sign? Yeah. And you've got to answer instantly. Or else they know to kick you out of the club. Because you're or 17 or 20 territory. in America. Anyway, uh, and I mean, I've, bot- I've, done a bo- I've done a botched job on... Yeah, sorry, Catherine. Didn't do it justice. But I love the concept. It is a powerful, it's a powerful concept. For throwing that at us. Um, I think it might be time to, uh, because I'm not sure how much longer we're allowed to keep these things on for delve into Mr. Big's big book of ideas. I quite agree, sir. Guy, um, last week uh, we had a reverse pyramid scheme whereby, uh, from memory, and my memory is a bit hazy of it, Mr. Big had decided to start minting his own currency and then just distributing the coins to basically create himself in a leadership position of a made-up country. It was not a, it was not a, yeah. Not his best, not his worst work. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) The guy is nothing if not uh, ambitious. Not, no, what's not relentless? What's the word for someone? Tenacious. Tenacious. Known for his tenacity, uh, and that's pretty much his, his, his big plan this week. Is uh, he's going to learn? He's going to learn the descant recorder. Not a popular instrument, certainly, but one of the easiest to get off the ground with in terms of learning. Is that that one you learn in it's school? The one you learn in school. He's going to learn the descant recorder uh, through a second cousin. 
who used to be friends with Kyle Gass from Tenacious D, Mr. Big has an inn. Uh, that, that is to say, a, a house key. Kyle Gass's house. Uh, and pretty much the big plan is learn the desk and recorder, open the door, go into the bedroom, play Kyle Gass, a self-composed song, just stand and wait for the feedback. Yeah. He wants... He's, so he's just looking for feedback on his original no, no, no. recorder Mr. composition? Mr. Big's joining the band. Tenacious D? Yes. Oh, I like that a lot. Tenacious Big D. Oh, yes, please. That's right. That would be wonderful. Just can't record a solo. You can imagine Jack Black saying that, can you? Yeah, 100%. And he could do it on one foot like the guy from... Uh... Oh, man, that's going to kill me. You know, thick as a brick. Uh, Jethro Tull. Like with the flute, yeah, he, he will he will just bust out on stage and do solos on one well, foot, hopping around I with mean, the recorder. You know, it's not a foolproof plan, but he has looked at popular music and he's noticed there's a huge gap in the market for bands recorders. or solo artists featuring discount recorders, probably because it's a horrible, invasive sound. Do you think that that would give Tenacious D, what is now Tenacious Big D? license to re-record every song they've ever released before and just add a recorder solo and fang it out well, as a I new I would single. imagine the first uh, port of call or point of order for the band would be recording a Christmas album featuring special releases. Heck yes. Uh, so, so regular, like just Christmas tracks, like a cover of Mariah Carey singing a Christmas track, a cover of Bing Crosby singing a Christmas track, and then the bonus tracks are all the Tenacious D songs so far recorded and released featuring Mr. Wait Big on recorder. You've and, lost me. And are you, in the, every album sleeve, he puts one of Mr. Big's big pennies. Are you talking about it's got a like a compilation? It's like a, you know, people put out Christmas albums as cash grabs all the time. Yeah, just of misc artists. Yeah, so right. all, all so, manner so of covers. Okay, cool. So we've got a whole bunch of people on there. Your famous Christmas songs that you know and love. Yeah. And then performed, Tenacious performed Big D. Performed by Tenacious Big D. In oh, the style, they're covering them all. Performed in the style of those oh, various see, artists. Okay, right. And then the bonus album, which is all of their songs... With the inclusion of Mr. Big on the recorder, yeah, and he's he's distributing his. Oh, we are descending into Los Angeles now. You're the most Australian pilot. There's no formalities. He just starts cracking into it like he's in the middle of a conversation with you. He's a good bugger. I d- I never trust those pilots who get on the intercom thing and they're all, and they're all nervous. Um, well, uh, if it all goes to uh, uh, yeah, all going to plan, we'll be arriving at uh, quarter to one. And, uh, I mean, life's a crazy thing. Anything nah. can happen. So uh, Don't ask me what's happening, Mr. Pilot. Tell me. Yeah, You're in a, charge, mate. It's your job. Um, hey, well, fantastic. Good on Mr. Big. And I can't wait to see this, uh, yeah, this even new if band. It's, even if it's not financially beneficial, at least he's learned an instrument. I haven't seen a lot of Jack Black in a while. I reckon he'd be open to this. What's no. he doing? What's he up to? I think he's doing comedy. Yeah, that would be a safe bet. Probably coal gases as well. Only 218 kilometres from Avalon. I met them. Did you? We had a, a lovely extended interview in a hotel room when they were in New Zealand. Good. I was just doing kind of sound techie stuff. Oh, you weren't talking? Yeah, when I was working in the radios. All right. Now radios. who's now who's bragging? I, I worked in radio. I've been to Thailand. Yeah. I met Tenacious D before they were Tenacious Big D. Yeah. Such cool guys. Um, is that all the admin? <laughs> Yeah, that's all the admin. Uh, while we're in LA, obviously, you can check us out at the LA Podfest. Or if you're not lucky that enough to be in the important. city, 
That's so important. Uh, if you're not lucky enough to be in the city, uh, you can get a live stream of the event and then watch it for, is it three weeks? Yeah. All the video get, footage of all the podcasts for three weeks afterwards. Use the code word WORST to yeah. get $5 off. And also while we're here, uh, this coming Tuesday, the 22nd, I believe, we will be performing at the Largo. Yeah. Uh, on Reese Darby's Saying Funny Things Society, which is a very exciting, the biggest show I've done. Yeah. The biggest show I've done by multitudes. By some margin. I'm cacking myself. And I'm going to fuck this up, guy. No, you, My comedy you're career's great. over. Christian Schaal is headlining. You'll, re- you'll know from Bob's Burgers or The Last Man on Earth or, or Flight of the Concords or her own stand-up comedy career, which is going gangbusters. Yeah, she's really good. I've seen some clips of her online. She's so funny. It's not a contest. Right? Oh, I can work YouTube. You're a real piece of work, Bat. I would like to take this opportunity again to say thanks to Juicy for making such great vehicles and letting us ride around inside of you. And I would also like to say... And also say for understanding what mess you're going to have on your hands when we empty my vat of Carmicola into the van <laughs> and have a, have a ride around Bath. Look, we've got insurance. I'm pretty sure that's covered. Uh, Carmicola, you guys are awesome. Keep fighting the good fight. We'll tell people if I see any of you, If I see any of you ding-dongs eating a blaze pizza, I'm going to knock it out of your hands and give you a kiss. Yeah, don't you dare be throwing carbonated beverages down your throat that aren't karma unless you live in the states in which case you can't get it yet but i've got two bottles on me so i'll, I'll give you one it's well, in the black market seems like we're having a bit of um turbulence now so this could be our final words on earth and nah, not likely so, not likely like to say next time, uh, you, next time you hear from us it will be live from la Podfest. can't wait to see you there the last thing i would like to remind people of is a pilot is just a bus driver with an ego catch you next time Worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time.